Can we please open up your Bibles to Luke chapter 22? <clears throat> Luke chapter 22 will be taking some of our reflection from uh, some verses in this chapter this morning. Before I get started, is there anyone that would prefer to have a single-serve packet instead of having the uh, trays that are passed around? If you just raise your hand and I'll, I'll get one to you. So in Luke chapter 22, um, I want us to look at a story that um, I think sometimes maybe we, we overlook in some ways, but that I think is actually a pretty powerful or should be a pretty powerful reflection when we think about what we're gathered together to remember this morning and what, what Jesus has accomplished for us. Before we read the story here in Luke chapter 22, I want to ask everyone to do something that's maybe a little bit different, but that I hope will help make this reflection more meaningful and more real to us. Um, I want you to take your hand and just touch your right ear. Just just touch your ear and feel, feel, feel your ear. I think a lot of times when we think about our ear, you can stop touching your ears now if you want. A lot of times when we think about our ears, um, they're kind of a body part that we don't really, don't really think about that often. I mean, I know I don't. Maybe when you look in the mirror, you see your ears, but you never really do anything with your ears, you know? I think maybe maybe sometimes ladies have, like, you know, something that they put in their ears. Um, but there's not, the ears are kind of a forgotten part of our body sometimes. But they are a pretty important part. Um, whenever it gets cold outside, like it is right now, uh, we all wear, sometimes we'll wear hats that cover our ears because our ears get cold and it hurts when, when, they're, when they're cold like that. Um, they, actually, they actually make hats that specifically just cover your ears because they, uh, they're such a sensitive part of our bodies. And if you think about the function that our ears serve, our ears serve as the way that we hear the world around us, the way that we take in a very important sense um, in, in hearing. In the passage that we're going to read about today, I want us to think about the importance of our ears and the, the importance that that body part serves as we read here in Luke chapter 22, beginning in verse 47. Just think about that as we, as we read this, this passage here. We enter this scene where Jesus is about to be betrayed. He's just gathered with his disciples in the garden. And in Luke chapter 22 and verse 47, it says, While he was still speaking, there came a crowd, and the man called Judas, one of the twelve, was leading them. He drew near to Jesus to kiss him, but Jesus said to him, Judas, would you betray the Son of Man with a kiss? And when those who were around him saw what would follow, they said, Lord, shall we strike with the sword? And one of them struck the servant of the high priest and cut off his right ear. I want to stop there, and we'll, we'll continue reading in just a second to, to see what happens uh, after this. But think about, put yourself in the place of this servant of the high priest. We, we read in John chapter 18 that his name was, was Malchus. Um, this servant would have likely... Not, he, he wasn't likely one who was armed in this group of, of people who are going out. It says that there was a group of, of soldiers in other accounts of this passage. This guy was not a soldier. He was just a servant of the high priest. The people who had, who had sent these soldiers to capture Jesus, this servant of the high priest was likely just someone who was 
coming along to, to witness what had happened and report back to his master about this, uh, this arrest of Jesus that occurs here. We read in, in other uh, gospel accounts that repeat this story that this was not like a confident group of soldiers who were going out to, to uh, arrest Jesus. It says when they first, in another account, uh, in another gospel, it says when they first came to arrest Jesus, and Jesus just says, I am he, they all fall to the ground. So this was not a group of, of people that was necessarily the most confident group. And then when this group of soldiers does get finally the courage to go up and arrest Jesus once Judas identifies him here, the first thing that happens is one of the, one of the disciples whips out a sword and basically just attacks the nearest person possible. It doesn't even attack one of the soldiers. Maybe that was a, a wise move on the part of this disciple here, um, not attack, attacking someone that was armed. But it says that the servant of the high priest, Malchus's ear, was, was cut off. Now think about that. If, if someone's swinging a sword at you, they're most likely not aiming for your ear. They're most likely aiming for a larger part of your body being your head or something that would actually cause some type of damage. So what results here is that Malchus's ear is, is completely cut off. Um, think about that for a moment. Try to place yourself in the position of Malchus. You're basically just an innocent bystander, someone who's coming, maybe not innocent, but you're just a bystander to this party that's going to arrest Jesus. And, at the, and the result of this arrest is that your ear is cut off. That ear that we all just touched and that we felt and that we almost like take for granted sometimes, that ear is on the ground and the just imagine the searing pain and the, the blood and the, the terror of that moment when one of your very important body parts is now missing. We pick up in verse 51. It says, But Jesus said, No more of this. And he touched his ear and healed him. I think that this, this account of Jesus reveals a lot about, about who Jesus is. and reveals a lot about the kind of compassion that Jesus had, that even one of the people who were coming to arrest him, he's willing to heal that person. But again, try to put yourself in the shoes of Malchus here. Try to put yourself in the shoes of one who is with this party that is coming to arrest Jesus. Your ear has just been cut off. You have this searing pain. And then in a moment's notice, this Jesus who you've come to arrest makes it all right. He makes it all go away, and this uh, terrible injury that has occurred to you, almost as quickly as it happened, is reversed. And you're now able to live life to the, to the fullest again, um, like you wouldn't have been able to before. We don't know what happened to Malchus after this. It's not recorded in any of the rest of the Bible, um, what, what happened to Malchus. We never hear of him mentioned again. But I have to imagine that Malchus never forgot for the rest of his life how powerful a moment that he just experienced here. He had his entire ear cut off, and then in a moment's notice, Jesus heals him and demonstrates a great amount of compassion to him. This would have been an unforgettable moment that Malchus would have remembered for the rest of his life. So why are we talking about this this morning? Why are we talking about this random character in the, in the story of Jesus' arrest and betrayal that has his ear cut off? This is kind of a random story if, if you think about it. I want, us to, I want us to put ourselves in the shoes of Malchus this morning because we are in an even greater position of, of need and want, and we were in an even greater position of need and want than Malchus was when we've experienced the healing that Jesus has to offer to us. Look with me in uh, Romans chapter 5. In Romans chapter 5, we'll read some descriptions 
of what Jesus has accomplished for us. In Romans 5, it says, For while we were still weak, at the right time Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps for a good person one would dare even to die. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Since therefore we have now been justified by his blood, much more shall we be saved by him from the wrath of God. For if while we were enemies we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. I think Ephesians 2 speaks to this as well. If you'll turn over there, um, and we'll read a little bit more about what Jesus has accomplished for us. In Ephesians chapter 2 and verse 1, it says, And you were dead in the trespasses and sins in, once you, in which you once walked, following the course of this world, following the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that is now at work in the sons of disobedience, among whom we all once lived in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of body and mind, and were by nature children of wrath, like the rest of mankind. There was so much more in, our, in the situation that we were in. There was so much more that was wrong with us than just a missing ear. We were dead in our trespasses and sins. We had no hope. We had been living in the passions of our flesh, carrying out the desires of our mind, living like the rest of mankind that is described here. But in verse 4 it says, But God, being rich in mercy, because of the great love with which he loved us, even when we were dead in our trespasses, made us alive together with Christ. By grace you have been saved. And raised us up with him, and seated us with him in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus, so that in the coming ages he might show the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness towards us in Christ Jesus. What Jesus has accomplished for us is so much more than any kind of physical healing, any kind of uh, healing that would have been experienced, not just in Malchus's case, but in any of the, the miracles that occur in the New Testament. I can't imagine that those people would ever forget what occurred to them, the healing that they received from Jesus. But we have been saved from such a, such a greater trouble in our, in our lives. We were dead in our sins and trespasses. And what these verses tell us is that we have been made alive together with Christ. And we haven't just been made alive, but it says here in Ephesians that he raised us up and seated us with him in the heavenly places, and that he is showing us the immeasurable riches of his grace and kindness. What Jesus has accomplished for us is, is so much greater than any kind of physical healing. And I hope that in the same way that, you know, Malchus would have never forgotten the healing that he received of just a, a simple, you know, I guess a simple, but not so simple, just his ear being reattached. I hope that in the same way, the healing that we've experienced from Jesus, that we were once dead, we were, we were completely dead with no hope, and Jesus made us alive. I hope that we will remember that in the same way and with the same sense of reality that we can touch and feel our ears and kind of imagine what that would be like. I hope that in the same way we'll remember what Jesus has accomplished for us. For he has truly accomplished something uh, much greater and beyond any type of physical healing that we could ever receive. Let's think about these things and remember what